Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron, and we have a lot of news today. Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings into Bitcoin. There's a new stablecoin bill in Congress. Phishing attack poses as Ethereum wallet MetaMask. And by U.S. stocks with crypto, coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. And we're going to get straight into the prices today because I have lots of interviews, lots of news coming up today. Today is just full of news. I don't know what happened, but I woke up to story after story after story and bullying Bitcoin. So here are those crypto prices. Here comes the money. I'm recording this at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $19,356.77, up 1.6% from yesterday. Ethereum breaking that $600 mark again at $613.84, up 3%. Litecoin, $88.43, up 1.7%. Chainlink, $13.93, pretty much the same as yesterday. And XRP, $0.63, up 2% from yesterday. Total market cap of all cryptocurrency climbed up to $572.4 billion, with a BTC dominance of 62.8%. First up today, Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings into Bitcoin. Financial TV company Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings into Bitcoin around three months ago, according to CEO Raul Powell. He says, we think it's a good way to hold excess cash. It's not like I haven't done work on it. I've been involved in the space since 2012, Paul told Decrypt's writer, Tim Copeland. He goes on to say, it's only 10%. What's the worst that could happen? If it goes down 50%, then we lose 5% of our treasury. But if it goes up 10x, it can make a decent difference. The interesting thing is, Paul went into the reasons why companies haven't invested into Bitcoin. He says that usually it's because of a corporate treasurer, who typically reports to the CFO, and needs to justify why the firm is going to put assets into cryptocurrency. And to do that, he needs to be able to reassure shareholders. Basically, you need to get some kind of piece of paper, some proof, to show them that's usually validated by an investment bank or somebody with credibility to say, hey, don't worry, you're going to be fine. Well, cryptocurrency is still too new. But we're going to go a little further with this conversation with Ash Bennington, the crypto senior editor for Real Vision. Hey, man, it's good to be here. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for coming on really quick. This is a really short notice, but you no, know, this is really bullish news. You guys are following suit with like MicroStrategy, Square, PayPal, other people that are jumping into the cryptocurrency game of holding some of your cash in cryptocurrency. Real Vision invested 10% of its cash holdings into Bitcoin. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, as a firm, we are big believers in the cryptocurrency space uh, and using Bitcoin as a reserve asset. Uh, you know, this is something that is really in our DNA at Real Vision. Uh, I believe our second video when it launched in 2014 uh, was about Bitcoin. Uh, so it's something that we've been involved in and interested in for a long time as a company. Uh, and we launched uh, Real Vision Crypto because we believe in this space. Uh, and this just, just, I think, further cements our conviction uh, about, that, uh, about that view. Some of these companies are putting in big money into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It says that you guys put in 
your investment three months ago, which basically means you probably doubled your money by now. What was your initial investment into Bitcoin? Well, you know, we don't discuss our financials in detail, uh, but uh, it's 10% of our treasury assets is uh, what we've publicly disclosed. Uh, and this is something that, um, you know, we're, we're just bullish on uh, in the long term. Obviously, the timing, uh, the timing was great, exactly as you point out. Um, but this is a position that, um, that, that we're just very bullish on. Why are you so bullish? What makes people so bullish at this point? Look, it, right now it's at its all-time high. Let's just call it its all-time high, the highest that Bitcoin has ever been. But people are still buying. What makes you so confident? Yeah, you know, it's definitely pretty near to that uh, to that number. I would just say, you know, and speaking for myself here, I'll give you my own views about why I personally am so uh, so bullish on the space. Look, this is something we can we can focus on the the day to day gyrations in price. Uh, you know, hit the refresh button every uh, every three seconds if we like, but that's not really what this is about. This is about, in my view, these big long term mega trends that we see in place. You know, uh, COVID has been an absolutely terrible uh, terrible impact on on the United States and on the world from a human standpoint, uh, but it has been this massive catalyst of underlying trends that have been in place for years. The digitization of everything, virtualization, the, the idea that people are doing things that they never thought they would do online before. And not just people like you and me who are obsessed with the space, uh, but people who are finally learning how to deposit a check online. This is a long-term, durable trend. Uh, and the trend is moving toward digitization and decentralization on an increasing basis. Ash Bennington, crypto senior editor for Real Vision. Thank you very, very much for coming on the show and, man, telling us your guys' opinions, your personal opinions, and your position. Hey, man, thanks for having me. There's a new phishing attack that looks just like MetaMask. To tell you, to warn you about this is Mr. Dave Jevons, CEO of CypherTrace. Matt, it's great to be with you today. 100%. Look, I need your comment on a couple of things because this is serious. CypherTrace has identified malicious websites posing as MetaMask. What is the deal and how can people protect themselves? Yep. So uh, there's a, a site out there. It's called installmetamask.com. Um, the way people are getting taken to it is um, they're paying for ads on Google search. So when you go on Google search and search for MetaMask, the top link that comes up is to install MetaMask. Um, do not click on any paid advertising on Google or any other site promoting MetaMask. Make sure that the link you click on is, is an actual organic search link and not one of these paid ads. Um, we found it yesterday and we alerted the MetaMask team, had conversations with them. Um, they have put stuff on their Twitter about it. So you can also go to the MetaMask Twitter um, to learn about it. Um, we had a takedown of that advertisement as of about an hour ago, they have a new ad up. So they're, they're still able to buy more ads on, on Google AdWords and, uh, and run this scam. It's running live right now, December 3rd. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's, very, that's very scary, man. I hope somebody doesn't click on that and install it and get all their crypto taken. Well, the reason we found out about it was because we got a call from someone who did. So we had a call from oh, wow. somebody who was an investor in a lot of DeFi projects. And so, you know, is, is deep into DeFi and had uh, over $60,000 uh, uh, worth of their crypto stolen um, yesterday morning. So that's how we figured it out. And from a lead from a, you know, a victim. And we've been tracing that. So we've got an open case. Uh, we're tracing all the funds. 
That's devastating. Yeah. You know, a security company the other day forecast that there'll be more cybercrime this coming year due to Bitcoin's popularity and Bitcoin's price. Again, you know, people are going to be targeting. Would you have any good rules of thumb? I hate using that term, but do you have any good points or rules uh, that people can follow to make sure that their crypto is protected and they do not fall victim? Yep. So obviously this is a new one having, you know, bad guys paying for what look like legitimate ads on Google. That's going to continue and increase for sure. So make sure, you know, you're, you, you're very careful about what you're clicking on. I would say use MetaMask, um, you know, but just be darn careful that it's the right one and not one of these fake ones. That's going to increase. If you're not hosting your own crypto on your own machine or on your own wallet, uh, hardware wallet or phone, then, um, you know, if you're hosting it at like a, 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 at one of the exchanges, use their two-factor authentication options. And my recommendation on that is, if they offer it, don't use the text SMS messaging. Use like a Google Authenticator on your phone to do it because people are also starting to do SMS hijacking and, uh, you know, taking over your phone account and moving it to theirs so they can intercept those SMS messages. So if you can and the, and the service offers it, use like one of the, you know, the on-phone apps like Authenticator. Last question, man. I want to thank you for you know taking time out of your day. We were going back and forth. I know this is super busy at this time because of everything that's happening in the crypto space. But I wonder if you have any comments about the new congressional bill that's uh, pioneered by Rashida Tlaib seeking to regulate stable coins. It's not new. I think you're going to see regulation across the board. So um, stable coins are certainly, or as they call them, so-called stable coins. Um, that's the that's the government term these days. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're going to see regulation on on stable coins. Um, there's a lot of talk you may have seen um, coming out of the CEO of Coinbase over the last uh, week around pr proposed regulation on person-to-person uh, uh, -person transfers of crypto. Um, that is something that at CypherTrace, we're really on top of. I did have a meeting with the Financial Action Task Force earlier this week about it, and we will be meeting with FinCEN just to get their understanding and, and where they're thinking. Um, and CypherTrace also just last week, so everyone knows on Friday, we, um, we worked with a number of different groups, including the Digital Chamber and Global Digital Finance and the Trisa Consortium to respond to um, FinCEN proposed rulemaking that crypto and other payment systems uh, have to start being tracked for any transfer over $250. So obviously not something we're in favor of, um, but that's a thing to, to look out for. That came out last Friday. Thank you, Dave. Dave Devon, CEO of Cypher Tracing for coming on the show and you know going over this with us. And I hope that everybody stays safe. And I want to welcome you back to do a long form podcast so we can go deep diving into security and regulations coming out. Let's do it. Stay safe, everyone. There's a new trio of lawmakers that are trying to take up cryptocurrency and stablecoins. Rashida Talib, Jesus Garcia, and Stephen Lynch. They have announced the Stablecoin Tethering and Bank Licensing Enforcement Act, or STABLE. And this bill will regulate stablecoins, including Facebook's DM, the stablecoin project formerly known as Libra. The STABLE Act, as written, would require stablecoin issuers to have a bank charter and earn regulatory approval from the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, and other agencies before issuing that coin. They must also be FDIC insured or maintain an equivalent number of dollars at the Federal Reserve. Even the so-called crypto banks that have earned bank charters in Wyoming, Kraken Financial, and Avanti are going through state-level processes that aren't regulated by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, as national banks are. Moreover, the FDIC doesn't currently allow for insurance on crypto assets. The authors of this bill are clear they don't want bad actors flooding into the market, taking advantage of low- and middle-income Americans. It specifically name-checks shadow banks. 
financial firms that aren't regulated as banks but can issue loans and other products. Lynch noted, stablecoins present a new and innovative way for consumers to use their money, and I believe this technology can be used to make financial transactions more effective while potentially increasing financial inclusion. Representative Rashida Tlaib says, getting ahead of the curve and preventing cryptocurrency providers from repeating crimes against low and moderate income residents of color that traditional big banks have is, and it has been, critically important. Let me know what you think. Send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Are you for a bill that regulates stablecoins? Mirror Protocol launches today and allows you to buy U.S. stocks on blockchain-ish. Here to talk about it is Do Kwan, the founder of Terra, who is launching Mirror Protocol. Hey, uh, pleased to be here. Terra, you guys are launching stocks, Uniswap, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency uh, on the blockchain. Tell me how people can buy stocks using blockchain technology and what you guys are planning to roll out. Sure. So the Mirror Protocol facilitates uh, the creation of something called synthetics, uh, which are tokens that follow the price of uh, real-world assets. So uh, the focus of the Mirror Protocol is to create synthetics that track the price of U.S. equities, uh, starting from there. But technically, the protocol could be generalized to cover any sort of asset class. So commodities, uh, real estate, and different things like that. But uh, the reason why we felt it was important to cover U.S. equities is because it's hard to get quality exposure to that asset class in many different places across the world uh, due to a number of reasons. So basically, if I understand, you are basically pegging a cryptocurrency to the price of a stock. So if it's Tesla is trading at say $600 today, it's going to be a $600 in representation in the cryptocurrency. And when it goes up, that cryptocurrency is going to go up. When it goes down, it's going to go down. That's correct. What is the plans for this, this service? You are actually owning the stock or is it the stock is in custody by Mirror or by Terra? How does that work? And if somebody wanted to cash out, it's just like cashing out into USDC. What is the, the process and what do they own? Yeah, so nobody actually holds the underlying stocks on, on the balance sheet, and we definitely do not. So uh, basically how this works is uh, you open a CDP. So that's, uh, that's basically you put up collateral in the form of Terra stablecoins, and then you issue synthetics depending on the user's choice, uh, you know, tokens that follow the price of Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, and so on and so forth. So to a uh, to an audience that understands crypto well, like the system is very similar to MakerDAO. So if you look at Maker, you have volatile collateral, which is Ether and various ERC20 tokens. And then you issue a synthetic that is stable against the dollar. So Mirror is sort of the opposite. You have collateral that is stable against the dollar. And then you issue many synthetics that are volatile, you know, in comparison. So if somebody isn't actually owning the stock, nor do you own the stock, how does somebody assure that the one, the price is going to stay consistent with the stock and that the stock or the synthetic will not just go away or vanish? Because if nobody owns it, it's not really there. Yeah. So uh, the easy way to understand this is that uh, each of the synthetics are over collateralized in stable coin. So for example, if you're holding $100 worth of Apple stock, you are essentially holding rights to a pool of collateral that is larger than that value. So in order to mint a unit of Apple stock, for instance, you need to put up, let's say, uh, you know, $300 worth of a stable coin. So in some sense, like as the price of Apple is, is, is rising, then in that case, margin calls in the system, uh, you know, convert the collateral to buy back some of these tokens in order to remain solvent. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've seen these kind of projects come out of the United States a couple times. Um, this is the first time, and I think you mentioned that you're based in Seoul. Um, do you need to check with or register with the United States securities or the SEC in any way? And how? what kind of protection does a an American citizen have? I mean, if it's Uniswap, you know, it's decentralized, it's at DEX. There's no way to stop that uh, using Uniswap. But how do you protect not only yourself, from like security laws, but also the user if they're in the United States? That's a great question. So uh, for us, uh, we wrote the code for the mirror protocol and we're launching it into the world. Uh, but besides that, we don't maintain any constant operations or nor do we facilitate the service of people that engage with the mirror protocol. Uh, so for example, from day zero, we're going to be issuing uh, a token, a governance token called MIR. These tokens can be used to change code updates, uh, set important parameters, you know, uh, make governance proposals against uh, the protocol. And, and we plan to own none of these tokens. We don't own any special owner keys or operator keys. So in some sense, some sense like the protocol is in the hands of the community from day one. So any stocks or MS uh, assets that are sold through the mirror protocol is not something that we would be facilitating the sale of. We just wrote the code for it. Understood. Um, I don't mean to be skeptical with this, but I always am a little skeptical. What you described is a little Silk Roadie. And, you know, the, the founders of Silk Road said they don't own anything or are responsible for any of the transactions on Silk Road. They're still in jail. Their funds are still in custody. Are you sure about this? So it's definitely on the adventurous side for sure. But what's a little bit different about Silk Road is that, uh, you know, they facilitated the sale of firearms and uh you know, like drugs and things like that. But if you look at how a, a traditional synthetic is treated in the world of traditional finance, it's basically a contract for difference, which means that it's a peer-to-peer transaction whereby the parties agree on the change in price signal of an asset, and then they settle thereafter after some period. Right on. Well, good luck with your launch. The Miracle Protocol coming this afternoon, probably about an hour after this I'm sorry, probably about an hour before this podcast drops. And Do Kwan, founder of Terra, thank you very much for coming on the show. And let's get back on in about a month or so to see how you guys are doing. Okay, sounds good. American Bitcoin mining pool aims to erode China's dominance. Look, I don't know if you guys know, but China has most of the mining for Bitcoin. And it equates to about 65% of the hash rate. Who's in that number two spot? The USA, with only 7%. 7 minus 65 is not enough to prevent a 51% attack. That's why a lot of people say that China controls the hash rate. China controls the mining. Well, mining software company Titan is launching a North American mining pool in order to combat that. And finally, German bank Hawk and Offenhauser will start a crypto fund in 2021. The portfolio will feature large cap cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. The bank's head said cryptocurrencies are becoming increasingly attractive among institutional investors. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Remember, there is a contest. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave us some stars. And by next week, I will announce who the winners are by the name that you have on your iTunes account on the show so I can send you Binance.us hoodies. So go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And by the end of next week, I'll announce who's getting those hoodies. Until then, happy hodling, everybody.